So I um I am a total newbie when it comes to um, single speed, and I was excited about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, so I didn't know really what what ratio to go with. We, we, we chose just... like poor gearing, I would say. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about that. <laughs> um, uh, I um, we ran the same. I trusted you, Sheldon. This is what I I, I... that's your bad decision. <laughs> so don't even don't even put that on me. <laughs> If, you, if you're trusting me, that's your problem. KOM Cycling and Michigan Midpack Media, welcome to the Dirty Chain Podcast, the podcast that covers the cycling scene from the viewpoint of the Midpacker. I'm your host, Trevor. And this is Sheldon. And on this episode, Sheldon and I recap our recent bike adventure. Sheldon, maybe a future bike event? Yeah, in- so we kind of wanted to, to test it out before in before we opened it up and test it out we certainly did um we'll get into more of that about the pros and uh mostly cons of our choices but (laughs) (laughs) lots of bad decisions (laughs) of course wouldn't have it any other way um sheldon before we talk about that though there has been some pretty big news in the gravel world outside of michigan but uh national kind of worldwide uh gravel world um news we we knew dk was uh on its uh last legs as a name of the event but uh it is now official we have a new name for dk 200 yeah the for former uh dirty kansas 200 is now it's now unbound gravel gravel. yeah it's such it's such a name it It doesn't even stick in your head it's a bit uninspiring if i must say so myself i you listen i mean we talked about this a little bit uh, off mike sheldon but i don't know i i understand what they're doing i i i get that they're trying to maybe um remove themselves from any of the controversy controversy that was um dk oh the name definitely had to go um but I think in doing so, they swung totally on the other end and a bit too generic, in my opinion. Completely generic. I mean, you could take this title and put it on any local gravel race. It would fit. I don't know. They had a, they had the chance to really run with a new name, and they just kind of seemed to take it so safe that it's just, like you called it, uninspiring. It's it, just a generic... I do, I do want to say um in my opinion maybe not everyone's opinion but i do applaud the fact that they um decided to change the name that they listened to um the opinions out there but um yeah like i said they like you said they had a chance to really do something special and i'm not sure they really hit it now is does the name make the race no i mean i think the race is what it is the, the name doesn't necessarily make the race the race makes the race, and um, former DK, now Unbound, um, is known for the course mm-hmm. and uh, the community, Emporia. I mean, all of these things. So, you brought up a very uh, interesting, and uh, immediately it didn't come to 
um, my thought process, but it, now it's kind of lingering uh, from beforehand. You mentioned how similar it is to unpaved in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Name wise. I, I think the un in front of unbound, unpaved, I think it, it, it just doesn't seem like the most original name. Yeah. The unpaved could, name was super original yes. because, it, you know, they, they highlighted the PA portion for Pennsylvania, yep. which was, I think, a very clever take on it. And I mean, like unbound and like land run or mid south and like mid south yeah the the event itself the course itself and the the people that put it on are what make a race but this was just you know it's a name that's kind of leaning towards one race that's already in a similar category and then it was just also a very uninspiring name so i mean right now i'm thinking it could have been uh kansas gravel 200 it could have been flint hills 200 i mean there's probably something that maybe could speak a little bit more to the race itself than a than just a generic gravel race but whatever here we are um that is the name that's now. the new name <laughs> and uh and again i'm sure it's still gonna have a lot of success and people are still gonna love it um and much like mid-south um it, it it's just something that i i think had to had to have been done this is just our our, our opinion page of the podcast yes. <laughs> i mean it's two guys drinking coffee tonight uh yeah what is what's going on there it was crappy out yeah like, it is we, I, I don't know if you're gonna hear this over the mics but it is howling outside and we got our first snow here in mid-michigan yeah it did it did snow although it did snow on us when we were up in uh this isn't Manistee. our first snow yeah. for the year no <laughs> we, we we've already had to deal with the snow it looks like it followed us south but uh trevor what are you drinking I'm just drinking straight coffee, man. Straight pour black, over. Black uh, out of my out of my Chemex. It's the afternoon coffee though. It's probably gonna mess me up. And there's a time change, so my whole system's gonna be. <laughs> You're an up. hour off. You're drinking <laughs> coffee. It yeah, it's already starting to get a little dark. What? Literally, Siri just decided she wanted to be a part of this. So, so um, we now have a, a third part of the podcast. It's a uh, Siri. Yes. Um, thanks, Siri, for nothing. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, Sheldon, I almost got out. I have a brand new Dirty Chain podcast mug yes. that um, uh, my mom ordered me from the website. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and did uh, she order like a handful of them? Yeah, she ordered a bunch for uh, me and my my whole family. And I think it was just like an early Christmas present, but they all got um they're, they're probably very disappointed with that <laughs> that Christmas. They're like present. I want I wanted nice smart wool socks and this is what I got <laughs> I instead. Got a Dirty Jade podcast uh mug. But they are for sale on the KOM website. Yep. Um, they're on our website. They're uh, actually link in bio. They're nice big mugs um if you uh, like to drink a lot of coffee i highly recommend them um okay i don't think i don't think you have to drink only coffee out of it you you could drink any of your favorite adult beverages out of a mug right certainly can certainly can i mean i i usually like to drink my red wine out of a well if i'm drinking red wine before noon that's where i you go for the mug i go for the mug okay i guess my red solo cup's even trashier So Sheldon, we had, I I think, a very successful trip. Oh, we it, the 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 time leading up to it took forever. 
once we got our bikes built up, I was so excited. So Sheldon was like a kid waiting for Christmas. Um, months ago, we started to brainstorm and plan a um, – it's not really a bike packing trip because we were uh, – Origi- Originally we were. We were thinking of it, but then we kind of uh, wimped out, I, I think. It, well, you know, like most of our decisions, they were made uh, with some open alcohol – <laughs> and we were talking about different bikes, and he and I both had uh, these old 26er mountain bikes. Okay, so this is what I want to talk about. Okay, so now we're going to get into this, um, our bike adventure. Um, but there, I it, the, it originated with two, in my mind, it originated with two separate sides. We had one side, these bikes. And these builds that we um, had really nothing to do with the bike trip that we were planning. And then on the other side, we just wanted to do a a fun uh, end of season. End of season, kind of. There's no Iceman. There's no this and that. So we wanted to kind of make our own adventure to kind of wrap up the season. I want to get into our bikes uh, a little in a little bit, but let's t- first talk about. The trip and uh, what we wanted from it. Um, I'll, I'll start off because um, I was just thinking about this, and uh, I kind of looked at it as um, seeing a lot of the listeners and a lot of the the bike community on Facebook and Instagram. Um, I was really inspired by how many people this year have gotten out and done something completely different than the normal uh, race racing and the racing scene, and just. Because that hasn't been there, they, they, uh, they're filling the void. They're filling the void themselves and doing just some amazing trips all over the country. And I never have really done anything like that. I've mostly, I mean, the closest thing would be Crusher now, mm-hmm. um, but that was just riding straight through. And I just wanted to do something uh, fun. You wanted fun, to have fun, completely fun. And um, so you and I started talking about this. And uh, I don't mean to put words in your mouth, but it seemed like you wanted to just have some some sort of fun thing to look forward to as well. Yeah, I I'm I've always been a big camper, so I knew part of this had to be camping, especially in the autumn. In the autumn, it's perfect. You know, there's less people out, no bugs, no bugs. Yeah, that, that's that's a big one. Um, but so we were talking about you know, all right, let's go up north. Where up north? We started talking about the Manistee National Forest because it's just probably one of the most beautiful parts of Michigan. It's, all, it's also relatively close to us. I mean, we don't have to drive hours. six hours up to the UP. This is like, you know, we're we're there in a few hours. Yeah, yeah, it's only a two and a half hour drive for us. So we started talking more about that and you know what what bikes and. But yeah, so in our discussions, we kind of narrowed down. Okay, let's. Let's do um, the Manistee National Forest. I know a lot of people backpack there. I um, I see a lot of people doing bike adventures, and there's like Big M in that area as well. Um, so we reached out to Matt Acker, who I know spends a lot of time in that area, and uh, asked if he would come up with a couple routes for us. And we were fairly ambitious, wouldn't you say, Sheldon? Yeah, our, uh, initially we wanted to do a century. Well, so so we were there. Um, we were thinking three days of riding, and we wanted a big day, and then two shorter days, and then two shorter days, and then we can kind of figure it out from there. So we had Matt put together a uh, hundred mile day, and then a couple forty mile days, and um, 
and, and it was a kind of a mix, right? And Matt delivered. And Matt, Matt certainly delivered. Um, <laughs> we, uh, got, we got exactly what we asked for. We did. We just didn't know what we were asking for. <laughs> <laughs> so we wanted a mix of terrain. So uh, there are a lot of forest roads, very sandy. If you don't know this area, if you're not familiar, um, it is uh, just basically all sand i mean <laughs> yeah upper manistee anywhere up in that area basically if you're around michigan 55 sand yeah everything and, is sand i mean it's 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 all forest but like if you if there are roads gravel roads tend to be sandy the forest roads are definitely sandy a uh, single track i was actually surprised wasn't too, too no, the sandy sand, the single track was pretty well packed and it, the, they weren't there were there was definitely leaf litter but I never had any slipping issues because of wet leaves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, um, oh, and also like uh, the the North Country Trail, we we hit a lot of the North Country Trail. And but that, we, that was amazing. We that asked so Matt beautiful. to put to to get us a route of um, kind of a mixture of all these things, all these uh, um, terrains, terrains, all these surfaces, all these surfaces, and and that's and that's exactly what he did. Um, a little more single track than we were anticipating. <laughs> well, I knew there'd be a lot of single track, but I didn't realize how hard it would be on the bikes that we chose. Um, which uh, maybe should we should we talk about? Yeah, Trevor now owns a single speed. Well, well, okay. So we'll talk more about the the first day, which um, just. Uh, a spoiler alert we did not make it a full 100 miles nope nope we had to, <laughs> we, we bailed out halfway through <laughs> so on the other side of the coin of this uh bike adventure um we had these these old bikes i had a bike sitting in my garage from years ago and it was that you a, were talking about selling yeah I was, I was thinking about getting rid of it but it was a uh kind of an early 2000s gary fisher hukui ku 26er mountain bike um which was fine great in the day, but I mean, it's just kind of outdated. I was thinking about getting rid of it. And, uh, in a totally separate conversation, we weren't really thinking about this trip. We were just thinking, what could I do with this bike? And we decided, Oh, it'd be really fun. Let's throw some drop bars on it. Let's make it a single speed. And it'll be just a 26 er drop bar mountain bike. And uh, Sheldon, that kind of inspired you to do a similar project. Yeah, I've had sitting in my uh, garage for quite some time a, a uh, Trek 7000 from, uh, I think it's a 1997. And I had already had mine completely torn down. It was just basically frame and crank set uh, sitting there. And I was like, well, I got a 26er you know, mountain bike. You've got a 26er mountain bike. That's some single speed monster cross these things. <laughs> and... Uh, we, you know, you and I were just kind of sitting there having beers, and the ideas just kept extrapolating mm -hmm. upon themselves. Uh, and then we started ordering parts. We had a few fun nights of sitting in garages drinking beers as it, as we wrenched on these bikes, and I think watching them come together and you know into these beautiful masterpieces that they are. These hodgepodges of, uh, but they were they were they fun. were clean. They, they were. And and honestly, they rode pretty well. It rode better than I thought it was going they to. They rode better than the riders that were riding them. Bikes held up fine. Yes, <laughs> bikes, bikes had no, the the brakes were the weak point. I would say, yeah, at least on my bike. When you um, when you kind of dip back into some of those older bikes, you really appreciate how great disc brakes are. Disc brakes are so good, <laughs> especially when it's raining, sleeting, 
sandy. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. Mean, I, I was looking at my pads afterwards, and after three days, they look like at least half gone. So you had kind of like the cantilever breaks. Yep. Um, and I, I want to say that uh, I, I feel like – so we, w- we had these Cane Creek um, – Long pull. Long pull uh, brake levers that worked with drop bars, and they're specifically made for these type of brakes. But I, I will say the power isn't really there. No, you um, really have to squeeze hard. Yeah, and maybe if it was just a flat bar and we had, like, the original uh, brake levers, it would probably – those brakes probably would have been a lot better. But because they were the drop bar brake set – uh, lever set. Um, they were a bit <laughs> sketchy. Yeah, I, we'll yeah, go with sketchy. Definitely. Um, and I, I had like the old V brakes. They were a little better, mm-hmm. um, but still, we we had some weather and uh, some rain, and it, they were so loud and squeaky. <laughs> <laughs> I found myself riding the brakes a lot just to try to keep the brake surface clean. Mm-hmm. Like if I knew we were going down an area, I just kind of went in, you know, kind of hovering on the brakes, anyways. Yeah. Um, so the brakes were, were definitely a thing. But all in all, I think the, the builds... Our forks held up. Oh, yeah. This is what I want. The So we had these really old suspension forks. Um, you had an air oil shock. Yeah. Yeah. I don't... It's branded Trek, but I think it's a rock shock from back in the day. And it, it's running flawlessly. Like, I was... I thought for sure, like, a seal would go something's got to be dry rotted or cracked and i was expecting just a complete utter failure nope it's running just as well now and i even took a frame pump checked the pressure it hasn't lost any pressure so you know we're going on over 20 years on that fork and it's still going strong that's amazing i had i had a uh a old marzuki bomber on there and i don't even know what what it is we couldn't even adjust it we, uh, we thought we could yeah but... no it didn't adjust whatsoever um i don't think it's air that maybe there's underneath there's a place i we couldn't really find it but yeah, there, there was no access point i didn't um i i never bottomed it out but it was pretty loose and if i was standing up to crank up a hill which i had to often because of our gear ratio we chose <laughs> um it it was just i was really fighting that shock um i I liked the shock at times. I think in the future, maybe uh, we talked about this. Maybe go rigid fork. Yeah, if my if if at least on mine, if the fork ever fails, I'm just gonna get a rigid fork for it. There is something a bit nostalgic though to <laughs> see like that 26er with the front suspension fork well, on it. We we really lucked out on the tires. Yeah, talk about the tires. So we uh, at the at spin bicycle shop that I work at got in a box of 26er. Schwabi uh thunderbirds and that's like modern race rubber and these were brand new in the box 2.2.1 26 by 2.1 yeah and they were wicked wild uh, they were the perfect tire like uh i had i had only one area where my front broke free and i did have a crash into a corner but other than that they they rolled smooth like on the when because we did do some gravel Mm -hmm. and when we were on the gravel they rolled amazing on the single track they were good enough to like they bit in we never had any traction issues i was thoroughly impressed and i i really like those tires on that bike i have no complaints i i really liked it and i think they were way better than what we took off of our bikes yeah we had like crazy old school knob like it would have been awful yeah under two inch 
Yours was. I had a 2.1. You had, okay, okay. Um, yeah, mine were like some Maxis. You had like 195 yeah. or something like that. Um, but I loved, yeah, the tires were great. And you need like the over two inches for, for all, all that sand. Um, it really, I mean, even with that, there we were having a tough time in the sand. I think that had more to do with the fact that we're on single speed because we, we, we couldn't we chose just. Like poor gearing, I would say. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about that. Um, uh, I um, we ran the same. I trusted you, Sheldon. This is what I I. I That's your bad decision. <laughs> so don't even don't even put that on me. If, you, if you're trusting me, that's your problem. <laughs> so I um I am a total newbie when it comes to um, single speed, and I was excited about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I didn't know really where, what ratio to go with. We were, we were kind of stuck with what, um, front ring we could go with because of just the only uh, getting parts, getting parts. So I mean, getting parts was a So what was our front? Like a 30, 34, 34. Yeah. We both ran 34 yep. in the front. And then, um, I think that the choice was, well, what, what do we want in the back? We went with uh 34, 14. Yeah. And, and on the gravel, they were great. So we, and and we did do a few rides beforehand, gravel roads around here in um, the Lansing area, and also some single track. Mm-hmm. And we afterwards we were like, okay, we are um, we're happy with our we're properly gear ratio. Geared. Yeah, um, we chose poorly. <laughs> we should <laughs> those sandy climbs were we just bastards. <laughs> we should have went with um, thirty four sixteen for mm-hmm. sure. Um, there was no reason that we needed to try to st- stay at 15, 16, 17 miles an hour on the flats. We could have just spun and just relaxed on those sections, mm-hmm. but then had a little bit more um, to to work with during the single track. Absolutely, yeah. I, you know, in retrospect, and we really hope this will become a thing next year, uh, the 26er Autumn Mixer. There we go. That we do have an awesome logo also from an Acker, but this is from Ginny Acker. Yeah. She made us a very cool retro throwback logo. I want to get back to 26er on a mixer, but um, the future of it, I guess. Yeah. But I'm, I may have chosen gears, and I'm, I might. Next year? Yeah. I guess we don't have to get back to it. We can talk about it right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> maybe stick with a 26-inch uh, tire or wheel now would you rebuild your current build or would you maybe shop for a second one yeah okay i'm torn i'm torn i love the name of the 26er auto mixer it's a little better than unbound gravel by the way yeah <laughs> come on we're, we're two lame guys in a basement and we yeah. came up with a better name yeah. than, <laughs> than lifetime fitness could come yeah. up with. what what was their budget on like no kidding yeah like i want to know what they turned down <laughs> So, so Hire the, us. the uh, inspiration for this whole trip of ours was this 26er idea. It's like, oh, we're going to not only go have a, a, a great camping weekend and get some like great miles in, but we're going to do it on these stupid bikes. Um, the single speed was the only stupid part. It was, but if I went again, I would just do a modern mountain bike. <laughs> <laughs> for the century or for the 40 mile days? I don't know. I mean, even the 40, man, those were, those were tough. Dude. How did your legs feel afterwards? Mine were like left. cooked, man. They uh, they were shot and different. Again, I'm not used to the single speed, um, and so I was just cranking so hard to get up these hills. 
um, and using different muscle groups instead of just shifting down and just spinning up mm -hmm. things. And I wasn't used to that. My body wasn't used to that. And it, it, it showed. I was, I was pretty sore um, <laughs> afterwards. Even the, even the 40 miles was, was really, really tough. Um, so I don't know. So I am torn. I, I love the, the idea of keeping the 26er auto mixer alive. Um, but uh, I don't know if I'm going to go with Is this something we're going to throw out to the listeners? Like, Well, this is what we wanted to do, right? Yeah. Like we wanted to. It would no, be, I mean for next year. No, that's what I'm saying. Oh. It would be a fun uh, thing to just open up and say, hey. Here's where we're camping. Come meet us and bring, I don't know. Bring your own beer. Bring, well, yeah, don't drink Naturally. that beer, please. Um, <laughs> Which we also did plenty of. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I guess like when we were up there, I, I loved the challenge that it was mm -hmm. and, the, and the, the stupidity and the fun of it. Um, but at the same time, I was like, you know what? We should just welcome any bike that comes. Oh, I think any bike will be welcome. I think the name will kind of stick, and it will encourage people to show mm -hmm. up with a retro mountain bike. Um, but any bike can show up with anything. What was your favorite part of the routes? Oh, so I, I was. Oh, I know. Okay, I know. Uh, the second day when we were on that ridge line and it was just flow, Ugh. where I hit a tree. <laughs> but <laughs> well you had those cow chippers yeah I, I clipped a tree pretty good they're wide yeah I, those are wide bars I, they got the flare um yeah and you, you were you, you were down in the drops quite a bit because you had a little bit more um gave me more control yeah and uh yeah I, I kissed a tree with my knuck or with my uh pinky knuckle and then a little bit of my shoulder so i just barely hit it but i hit it hard enough to tear my glove and get some good blood going but uh and you were we were kind of apart at that point but i mean i, I was kind of cruising i mean we were, we were going down oh, we were moving yeah. like it, it, there, so, so we, this this was part of the um we i if i remember correctly we were on a paved road and we crossed the manistee river and we're we walked up <laughs> we're climbing up um the the paved road and no we were we were on our we were we were riding we, we didn't walk up the paved no but, no not the paved but when but we, then as soon as we we turn into the woods and we're going up um on the um north country trail and so we just walked up because there's no way that our bikes or our bodies could have handled that um it was up, steep it was it was pretty steep and it's probably rideable if you had the correct bike if you got a big old 52 yeah um so we get up to the top and i think at this point uh, our love for single track wasn't quite there because of the previous day we had um it, it was supposed to be 100 miles. We kind of pulled the plug at 55. There was a lot of single track we weren't quite ready for and didn't know how much it would affect us. Um, the weather had just pummeled us. And also. that's what I, yeah, the weather was, it was, it was like 35 and raining the whole time. And if it wasn't raining, it was snowing. And, you know, our spirits were pretty good that day, but I realized the next day how much it affected just, just everything. Um, so we're walking up. Fast forward to the next day, we're walking up this this big hilly section of the North Country Trail, um, and we're like, oh, more single track, jeez, oh, Pete, we don't want to do this. And we're walking, we're, we're not even we're not even playing around. We're just like, we're just gonna walk up the section. We walk up the section, we get up to the ridge line, and we jump on our bikes. And then for the next what, like five, ten minutes, maybe maybe ten minutes. Yeah, it was a, it was a cruise. You're just right on the ridge line, kind of cruising down and. 
our, our, all of a sudden our idea of the single track switch in my mind oh, i yeah. i was having the best time and uh man just right on that ridge line you look over you see the river um and yeah that was it was a blast the the sights and the experiences of this weekend are having me chomping at the bit for the next one because that was so much fun or just getting back whenever um it doesn't even have to be next year. The thing I loved about it is it's kind of a, a, a bit of Michigan that I hadn't um, really explored. Mm-hmm. Um, you you drive through it on 131 if you're going <laughs> up to Traverse City, um, but never have I just stopped and said, "Hey, let's like let's spend some time here." Um, and I, it was great. There were there were times where I felt like I was I, I, I was saying this to you. I was like, "This feels like I'm." I'm riding unpaved, a mm-hmm. um, little bit sandier, but still there are some sections that weren't as sandy and you're just, you're climbing, you have these big vistas you're looking over, um, which was incredible. And then other times I'm like, this is like crusher. I'm doing, doing a crusher route. Um, again, a little more sandy, but crusher was sandy as well, mm-hmm. but just not as rocky. Um, I, I loved it. And to, to have that so close to us, um, yeah, I'm, and, I'm excited to do more. we didn't break more. anything. I'm excited to... Uh, we didn't break anything, yeah. <laughs> I'm excited to, uh, um, I don't know, try it with a different bike or try it with the same bike with a different gear yeah, take, ratio. Take your 29er up there and, yeah. and go try out some of those things. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it was just a, just a great time. Um, oh, we had some amazing meals over a fire. I mean, it was the entire trip right like this was what was so exciting that it was it was not just it wasn't just a single track it wasn't just this you know going out into the manistee national forest the whole experience the whole experience we cooked over the fire we brought great michigan beers out with us and we had a we had a great campsite the campsite was phenomenal right off the pine river yes um okay eggs and bacon over a fire does anything top that? No, 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 no. So, uh, Sheldon, I do have a question for you personally. And uh, so for, for all of us, 2020 has not been the most ideal year. Um, in terms of racing and cycling and events, things have kind of been totally turned upside down. Um, I know for you personally, you've had an even more difficult year you switched jobs you moved you moved uh your dogs died and and then i i saw throughout this year how this has affected your cycling and <laughs> you haven't i i don't know if it was a motivation thing or if it was just a difficult thing but you know, I got out, I did a couple races, I did Crusher, I did this, but but you've kind of, you haven't been able to do those things. And I couldn't help but think as we're planning for this trip, and then we went on this trip, I was wondering how, how what, did, what did this mean to you to have something to look forward to and then something to actually um, experience? Uh, and then coming out of it, did, has it then now motivated you or just... Uh, filled your tank in a, in a, in a way it, it definitely helped uh yeah 2020 has not been the most spectacular year for well for anybody but uh yeah this was kind of the first thing of the year that i really had something kind of to chomp at the bit looking forward to and then the other aspect of it it wasn't competitive it was 100 percent fun 
So coming out of it, yeah, I uh, I actually rode the trainer last night. I, <laughs> I, I was on Zwift. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, I, I saw a few comments on my on my uh, activity. People were like, <laughs> "Mind's blown." Sheldon's on the trainer. Um, but yeah, it was it was just a fun, few, you know, three days on the bike. Um, kind of got away a little bit from the everyday life. Uh, I guess, like from my perspective, what I saw. Even from the beginning, from the the planning aspect, and we're we're talking about these stupid bike builds, and we're talking about what kind of routes we could do. Um, I I saw something in you that I hadn't seen all year, an excitement, and it wasn't oh let's just go crank out forty miles to to uh, work you, out and get our fitness back. You could see past my thirty pounds. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I I just I saw you excited to get on the bike and excited to do something about the bike. And I, listen, I resonate, and I'm sure other people resonate with that. There are these times in life where you just don't have the motivation that um, you always want or that other people want you to have. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's a hard thing, but I think, you know, we all kind of ebb and flow and we got to find those those things that do excite us. Yeah. It it's it's been nice having the support of the cycling community. I mean, you know, from you and your wife um to our team for from Spen, the owners Chad and Nicole, um uh, I mean, friends that we haven't even met like uh Ryan from Bolt Cutter, mm-hmm. I mean, when Leif was diagnosed with cancer, he sent out a care package. I mean, it's been a 2020 is much of a heartbreaking year as it's been has also been just enlightening of all this awesome support that we have in our community and uh you know seeing that and being a part of that obviously makes me extremely grateful sure and i think that you know a community and yes this is a cycling community that you're talking about but it does it doesn't mean that you need to be racing or you need to be fast or you need to this and that i mean you you don't have to be at race weight you don't have to be at race weight (laughs) just keep let's keep telling ourselves that um but uh but yeah i just and i think that you know it's something like this is is stupid and we probably went at a weird time of year and it was freezing cold and we rode stupid bikes but it it can still excite people oh and it I, can I would still, go back out there tomorrow yeah and and then that is what you need to then be motivated to do more things like ride swift or get you through the winter mm-hmm. i have a few takeaways okay Let's and go. and and i'm kind of segueing to those now this is kind of about um my take kind of exactly what we're talking about um so here are my takeaways sheldon if you have more certainly add to them but just like what we were talking about Takeaway number one, when you're in a rut, training-wise, life-wise, plan something fun. Look for something fun. Do something fun. Yeah, don't take it. Don't take things seriously when, when you're not in a good spot. Right, exactly. And the fun thing can be a fun ride, or it can be a fun bike build, or it can just be like watching a fun YouTube video of people doing those things. But don't fight don't don't wait to be motivated by something do something that motivates you or do something that excites you so that's that's uh takeaway number one takeaway number two um we didn't really talk about this but um adventures come in all shapes and sizes this year 
I think especially with the Crusher EX, and then um, now we just saw that, that Todd Poquette did the uh, <laughs> the whole circumnavigation of uh, the UP, the UP <laughs> in what, like 10 Project days. Adventurous, Adventurous, whatever he, however, he, but um, it's easy, I think, and especially in an endurance sport to think of adventure or anything these everything needs to be pushed further and further to the boundaries um i found with this trip that we did our last day i think we rode like 16 15 16 miles in jeans in jeans and with I, beers <laughs> i i absolutely loved it and i found it as inspiring and motivating than um as much as i did like doing 250 miles of the crusher and so if you're looking for an adventure, like it doesn't have to be an all day, all weekend, all whatever. It can be 16 miles. It can be 15 miles. And um, adventure is kind of whatever you make of it. It's kind mm-hmm. of your own mindset. But um, don't beat yourself up if you're not going out for a 250-mile adventure. Well, it's like uh, going back to this. One of the fondest moments of the entire trip is you and I sitting on that sandy cliff edge over the Pine River drinking Founders Solid Gold beer mm-hmm. and just, the, just the, the sun was shining on us. It was our last day there. Yep. It was perfect. Yep. It was silent. All, the only thing you could hear was the river running below us. Yep. Other than that, there was no traffic, no planes. Yeah. It was peaceful. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then um, my final takeaway is all bikes are fun. It doesn't matter <laughs> if you have the newest bike or one of the oldest bikes, and uh, it, all bikes are fun and can be fun. And if you don't have the newest bike, it doesn't matter. Like ride <laughs> what you have and just send it. Just send it. <laughs> it is so much fun. Like there's no reason that a 20 year old, a 25 year old mountain bike can't handle some of this stuff. Um, just be smart. Make sure it's running properly. But it's all bikes are fun, and get get out those bikes. And have fun with them. I mean, throw a drop bar on it. Throw a drop bar. <laughs> but those are my takeaways. Man, what a great trip! It I, was fantastic. I loved it. I I hope that we will do it again. Maybe a different bike. Maybe a different idea. Maybe, maybe we'll come up with a different name. But the twenty six or out of mixer kind of has a, a and, ring to it. And, and it, the the bikes almost kind of took a took the inspiration of the entire event and kind of put it into a physical form. Yes, correct. And you know, it the personified bu- the, yeah, the bike, <laughs> the bikes weren't serious bikes. I mean, they were built to be fun. The routes were fun. The, the entire time we were out, there was no sense of competition. It was just shred some trails, drink some beers, have a good time. Oh, I was competing with you the entire time. You didn't know that. Thank God. Now now I feel better that I was actually able to no. <laughs> I know you can drop me, but uh <laughs> but it was I can't wait for our next trip. That was refreshing. Perfect. I think that's a perfect way to end it. The Dirty Chain Podcast is a Michigan Midpack Media production in partnership with KOM Cycling, the source for your bike accessories and necessities. Connect with us on Instagram and Facebook at Dirty Chain Podcast or email dirtychainpodcast at gmail.com. Call our hotline at 616-522-2641. If you are enjoying the podcast, please leave us a rating and review on whatever platform you use to listen. Audio editing and original music by Trevor Gibney. 
Sheldon Little handles the social media, graphic design, and of course, bad decisions. And whether you're on a 20-year-old mountain bike, a 26er, a 29er, or a BMX bike, keep your chain clean, but get your chain dirty. We will see you in the mid-pack. <laughs>